Racing Nation with James O'Shea. You're listening to Racing Nation. Great to have your company on the program. Let's continue to look at this big meeting from Brisbane. Eagle Farm, the venue, nine races on the card. And again, a wonderful day of racing is ahead of us. So let's see if we can help you find a few winners with thanks to Clear Mountain Fairview Stud. Join me now from the BRC and Sky Racing. Nathan XLB, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Uh, yep, exciting time of year for the club. Stradbroke season launched there on Tuesday. It all kicks off on Saturday, the first of uh, six big weeks here in Brisbane. We obviously deviate next week. They go to the Gold Coast and also Rockhampton, a bit of focus before we come back to Doombin and Eagle Farm for five consecutive uh, Group 1 racing days. Uh, this meeting last year was a Proved to be a good one. Um, Private Eye won the Guineas, went on to win an Epsom, beat Apache Chase, who then down Ayrton to get into the Stradbroke, and Cooker Archer was third to come out of the Guineas and then win the Derby. So it, was, uh, it proved a, a pretty good guide going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like this one could be the same because there's a number of key races here from a, from a future point of view, not only the now, but for the future, because there's a lot of horses here that will be uh, heading down, like you said, that the path that's in front of us with Group 1s like the Stradbrokes. Yeah, that's right. And look, you know, it looks like Rothfire is the most interesting runner all day. Um, you know, he hasn't won now. It's 595 days sitting there next to his name. But he's only had three runs since, since he won that race. So we know the story well. Uh, but it's a pretty big day for him. You know, he'll, he'll be trained up to the mark. Um, uh, you know, he needs to be stepping up in this race. But we'll get to that uh, shortly. Um, but it's something to look forward to, that's for sure. That is for sure. Well, let's have a look at the quaddy legs. Six, seven, eight, nine. Some great races are featured in this quaddy. We start with uh, the Treasury Brisbane Class 3 plate. This one over 1,200 metres. And again, check final scratchings before this one's declared. Quite a few early scratchings, but also a large band of emergencies there hoping to gain a start. Your thoughts to the sixth? This is a cracking good Class 3. I think there's only three hopes, and by doing three hopes, that leaves out you know, horses like Glorious Ruby, One Shy Ruby, and Who's Your Dealer, who are all talents in their own right. But I think it comes down to three key hopes. Uh, that's the three Paladash, nine, maybe the best, and 14 RMT. Interesting to see which way the market goes. I'm with Paladash, and I'm with Paladash pretty strongly. He's, um, you know, we know his story. He developed a reputation for being a non-winner, and yeah, and that was that's fair enough too, I think. But there was one day there who was very stiff. And last time we saw him before a spell, Tony Gollan found the, the the softest of softs, class threes, and started a dollar twenty and had no option but to win that race <clears throat> that day at Caloundra. But it sent him out on a confident note. I'm just hoping that that does the trick for him now. He's, he's a horse not far short of stakes class. He trialled like a good horse recently. Barrier's ugly here, but it will look better come race day when all the scratchings come out. Uh, I just like the fact he's got more experience under his belt than, than RNT, and that's the way I'm going. So Paladas, uh, on top, RNT ran really quick time in winning that maiden. That was only 1,050 metres, a different ball game here out to 1,200 with uh, other pressure around him and better horses. And then maybe the best, uh, she did a good job to win it first half for, for David Van Dyke. And it was a pretty soft race, but you go back to Victoria, she was competitive Saturday Metro grade, no dramas whatsoever. Uh, she's also got a tricky gate to, to deal with. But um, I just thinking Paladas turned the corner with that win at the Sunshine Coast last time around. Love the trial. I think you can get over the top of them. So we'll go 3, 14 and 9. Let's go to the seventh here, the Treasury Brisbane Queensland Guineas. This one a group two. It is over the mile for the three-year-olds. 
Yeah, look, a real shame here with, with Greenbelt coming out and sustaining you know, what looks an injury that's going to keep him sidelined for a considerable period of time. Uh, so we're left with a really even-looking guineas uh, and horses coming off you know, testing campaigns uh, through that wet Sydney autumn. I've gone Coast Watch on top. I've, reason being, I think he's got the standout run in this field, that being the Golden Rose last September where he was third, only 1.7 off in the Congo and Animo that day. That's ripping good reference for a race like this. Uh, he was then found out a couple of times when he stretched beyond 1,400 metres. So that's a little query how he deals with 1,600 here, but I think he just goes forward, gets a pretty soft run, and he'll give a sight. So we'll go coast watch. Bend the knee, that was a nice run. Last time on the really heavy track, he's a stakes winner in Melbourne last year. He goes in character. A little bit sort of negative character, given that he, he took on the Derby at 2,400 metres four weeks ago on that really heavy track. So will he have enough zip in the legs to to win over the mile? But he does bring good form. And 15 Festival Dancer, she had a terrific late spring, uh, winning four straight, culminating in the Group 3 at Newcastle. Uh, she had one run back and says she's beaten six lengths, but Espiona won by best part of five. So she's run pretty well there comparative to the others in that race. Um, she'll roll forward off the wide gate here and give us sight. So I think one of those four wins, I'm not giving the listeners an awful lot, to be frank. That's the way the market's going. But as it stands at the moment, Coast Watch some value for me. One, three, two, fifteen. Let's go to the eighth, and this is the feature we were speaking about a little earlier. The Tab Victory Stakes, a group two over 1,200 metres. You mentioned Rothfire. Undoubtedly, the, uh, the the horse, I suppose, most eyes will be on, but uh, but certainly Rothfire, not alone. It's a, yeah, it's a cracking lineup for the Victory Stakes. Yeah, it is. It's, it's different ways of looking at this race. Um, you can say, well, Rothfire's just too good for them. He, he wins. The map looks beautiful for him. He draws 11. There's nothing nothing at all that can go with him. He'll just cross for fun, set up camp in front, and Jimmy Orman will try and dictate uh, from that point. And, look, it may be that he's just too good for them, and, and I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. But these, these horses for, coming back from injury... Uh, we saw him twice last year, and you say that, that first run was a ripper, um, 3.4 lengths there behind Eduardo Nature Strip, but do they want to run through the pain barrier anymore? That's that's the question that you don't know with these horses coming back from this type of injury, and you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but at $2.30, um, it's not sort of a price that's giving too much away. Um, it's, it's, it's a watch for me for him. So look, I've got him on top. He's the best horse uh, based on what he did as a two-year-old and early three-year-old. Uh, the two spring ratings don't put him uh, anywhere you know, far beyond this field. It's just in the mix for it. So I think it's fascinating and really keen to see what the market does with him there in that last five, ten minutes tomorrow, um, whether they decide it's just a put-in, take-out proposition or that he is a risk. If it's not him, it's a tough race. I think 11 star Tontes can race well against the older horses here. I liked her last week before she was scratched and that, that controversy. 1,200 on the bigger track logically suits better, but uh, she's taking on much better horses. I, I think she's she's a filly that can measure up to good races here that, through the carnival, so I think she'll run on here. Two count to Rupee put the riding on the wall last time. But will he find 1,200 too slick now in a race where you'd think they're going to run home pretty quickly? And six baller, he'll try and stalk. Rothfire, and if there's any chinks, he's not going to be too far away from him um, to to really test him. So, 
Uh, most interesting day of the race of the day. Most interesting race of the day by far. Um, as I say, hope he wins. Be good for the carnival if he wins and wins well. But from a betting point of view, I'm happy to look elsewhere. We'll go 3.11.26. We go to the lucky last. That is the Treasury Brisbane Class 6 plate over 1,400 metres is today the day for Go Wanji. And last race, Larry. <laughs> you sound like Steve Hewlett. Um, uh, look, he's the exciting horse in the race, the one horse in the race who might go on and win better races. As we sit here now, he's... <clears throat> He's horrifically weighted in this race uh, at the set weights. Um, the one that's really well weighted is New Arrangement, and at double figures, I have to have something on New Arrangement. His, his run was good under the 60 kilos last time. He now drops to 56, gets Karen McAvoy to steer from a mid-draw. There's no reason in the world he should be at the big double-figure odds he is in this race. So we'll go with him. Go Wanji. As I say, he's the best horse in the race, but there's something like seven or eight kilo differential in where he's meeting um, new arrangement here versus what he would in a true handicap. Uh, Ake Blondo is a knockout for mine. He had a long, long campaign. No doubt in the world, his best run last prep was first up. He was absolutely dynamic back in May last year, so I'm just a little wary of, of, of Blondo. I think they're the, th- they're the winning chances, mate. One of those three will be winning, so 11, 5 and 8. 11, 5 and 8, yeah, agree. New arrangement is the best weighted horse in Brisbane tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, sensationally placed. So, um, and he was fourteen dollars Wednesday. What price is he now? Oh, I don't know, ten or something. That's not no, still, no, I think he starts second favourite <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, so yes, so that's a new arrangement with a bit of value to finish us off there. Now that is a look at the quaddy legs. What is the best bet on the program? I'm going to go Paladas. I think the four dollars plus is good. That is race six, number three, and best each way or best value on the card? I think Lunacorn runs a race here. Gave us up, he's hard to beat, and the market's really gravitated to him, but she's close now, Lunacorn. Uh, 1,500 last time, she really found the line up to the mile here. Uh, I think she gets a chance. I was going to say this again. Race four. Say Lunacorn, a new arrangement. Yes, a Lunacorn is race number four. It is number 10. So, Lunacorn making the best each way. So, the best. Is race six, number three, that is Paladas. And I was just getting at his G. Good luck to Luna Corn, a new arrangement. They're carrying a lot of weight. Maybe. All right. I <laughs> hope not as much as what Never you're... No More was last week. <laughs> Gee, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a bit of value to be out there again. Let's hope that we certainly can help the punters find it. A uh, wonderful time to be racing in, in Queensland and, and really looking forward to, to watching this card unfold. So, Nathan, as always, thank you so much for joining us and hopefully we've helped the punters find a few winners. Cheers, mate. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea.